Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Pounder. I'm the online campus pastor at New Life Christian Church, and welcome to the Third Chair Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brennan Loveless. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brennan. I am the worship and creative arts pastor at New Life, and we are so glad that you have chosen to listen to us, whether it's the first time or this is our fourth episode. And Tom and I, I don't know, Tom, we're still kind of figuring it out. Yes. We had some technical difficulties, uh, but it's been great. And if this is your first time listening, we want to tell you what the third share is. Well, at our church, we like to, as we are kind of discipling people and telling them and teaching them how to share their story, there's three chairs. The first chair in your mind is, this is what my life was like before I met Jesus. The second chair is, and then I met Jesus. This is how I met Jesus. And then the third chair is, and this is what my life has been like since I met Jesus. And so today we've got an awesome guest for you that Tom's going to tell you about in a second, but she is literally sitting in the yeah, third chair. Yeah we, can, yeah, we cannot wait to talk to her. But before we talk to her, I do have a question for you. though. Okay, let's go. I always like to throw something by you right let's now. Let's do it. Okay, so we're in this festive mood of different coffee drinks out there. You know, oh, gosh. There's the pumpkin spice latte out now, but there will also be like a peppermint white peppermint mocha coming out shortly with the Christmas season. Which one would you rather drink? Which What's your favorite? I would rather drink battery acid. <laughs> okay, I, I was not expecting that to happen. I, I do not like those drinks at all. Like, um, So if I go to Starbucks, I get a cold brew okay. just with like a little bit of milk in it. And now, it. now when I started drinking coffee... Um, it was almost like the the gateway drug was getting something that had like five pumps of you know syrup in it or <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah. I, I, and and so I one of my favorite it still is one of my favorite drinks is the the white uh, chocolate mocha. But now I get like one pump in it to like barely taste the flavor because I'd rather the coffee. Like I will drink black coffee now, you know, wh- whatever. Anyways, so neither my wife at this time of year we're recording this in September right now. And and at this time of year, I know what's coming. Like the very end of August, kids are starting fall sports. Yeah. And all of a sudden I get an email from Starbucks that's like, guess what's back? Guess what's back? The pumpkin spice latte. And I have to like go get her like the first one of the season. But it doesn't stop there, dude. She literally, when it came out, she told my daughter, she goes, oh, Peyton, we're going to have to go to the store and shop for pumpkin spice things. <laughs> she has brought home cream cheese, like the the weirdest stuff that I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's one way for me to have a healthy diet because I'm not going to be eating anything pumpkin spice. So in, including coffee. Tom, what about you, though? Okay. What would, would you rather have? I would much rather have the, the white peppermint mocha. In fact, I will drink. I'm a normal black coffee drinker. Okay. But... I will drink the white peppermint mocha. I love that stuff. Okay, so we got to get to our guest yes. because, like, we're just going to sit here and, and she yeah. looks really bored uh, right now. She's but like, I what am I? She, wait, I bet you, though, she has an opinion oh, here. Oh, she okay, does. So, so, so go ahead. Let's introduce okay, our guest, Tom. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so with us today uh, is our friend Beth Danberg. Hey, Beth, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. <laughs> uh, we're excited to have Beth here. Um, we've known, I've known Beth for quite a number of years, and Brennan's known her as well. How, how, Beth, how long have you been coming to New Life? 
10 years. 10 years. Wow, 10 years. That's okay. awesome. That, I've only known you for two. No, no, just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Beth, on a scale of one to 10 right now, how annoyed are you at Tom and I in this conversation already? <laughs> Seven and a half. <laughs> okay, good. So let's bring you in on the conversation. Forget the, the drinks, the coffee drinks. Do you have a favorite holiday? I really love Christmas Eve at New Life because of all the cookies. Oh, yeah. And one year you all let me be the candle lighter, which gave me a huge power trip. (laughs) (laughs) Bob still talks about it. But I really love Fourth of July because you don't have to do anything. And yeah, just go go hang out with a bunch. Yeah, go have fun. Mm -hmm. And early in the morning, there's no one on the roads. So yeah. I can ride my bike and not worry about cars. Oh, that's that is nice. I I like riding my bike and uh, around where we live. All three of us live in like the same like subdivision area, and you never know who is going to be coming at you like getting so close to like literally hitting you. Right. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> but but you also. I know you're really active and stuff, but like, are you, uh, aren't you like a runner? Is that like your thing or like, what's your thing, uh, activity wise? If I had to pick one, I think it's running because I've loved it my whole life. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to tell us a quick story about Beth. Okay. So a few years ago we're we had a, like a snowstorm of sorts and there's lots of ice on the road and I'm like, I trying to be healthy and I, I go for walks. I'm like, I'm not going to go for a run. It's like psychotic to go for a run. In this kind of weather, I mean, literally the roads are icy. And as I'm walking and struggling to get up this hill, I see Beth pass me on my left, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's Beth!" She's like, "Hi, Tom!" And she's got these metal cleats. Like, what? What did you have that, to help you run? They're called yak tracks, and you can get them at REI. Oh, oh my. I was literally say that. I was literally just going. To, well, they need to be our first sponsor. Um, <laughs> but I was just going to make a joke, like, "Oh, and uh, was she wearing like you know like what are those ice climbing like mountain climbing like spike shoes or whatever?" I did not know it was actually a real thing. Yes, yeah. you can buy them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so gosh. you are quite fitness oriented, uh, but. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing a little bit. Where Did you grow up in the Northern Virginia area? Where, where are you from? Oh, I was born in Portland, Oregon, and lived there until I was 13. Wow. So did you guys go hiking? I've never been to Oregon before. I have never been to, like, the Northwest. It's, like, kind of one of those bucket lists, like, yeah. I want to visit every corner of the country. So, like, so... tell us. Tell me, because I don't know. Yeah. What's it like? Sure. Oh, it's, it's very, very beautiful. And my parents are really outdoorsy, so we did a lot of hiking and camping and biking and boating and on and on, um, time at the beach and mountains. That's cool. Okay, is the beach, does it actually seem like the beach in the Northwest, or is it like, I always get these, you know, feelings of like, it's always cold or something. It's always cold and it's usually (laughs) raining. And I didn't even know that ocean water could be warm enough to swim in until... I was a teenager and went to Virginia Beach. Oh my And I gosh. put my foot in the water and I went, <laughs> it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went all the way in. I couldn't believe it. It was the first time I've ever done that. That is so funny. <laughs> okay, so what brought you guys out here? Did your family move out here? Right. My dad was an army officer. Oh, really? So okay. we moved out here to do the whole Northern Virginia thing. Wow. So wait, so have you been here since you were 13? Uh, I've been here most of the time, but then I married Rob, who's a Navy officer, so we moved some more. Okay, so that that's a question I have because I, I know Rob and I, I know Beth. 
Uh, how did you guys be? Was it through the military? Because you are military. N- no, oh. it was at a bar in Georgetown. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I was not expecting that. Okay, no. Just, oh, wait, where, which what, what place? Tony and Joe's on the water. Okay. In the summer. Wow. Is it still? Is it's, it still here? It's still there. We've gone there a couple of times oh, since. Oh, that's cool. Was it last summer? Was it super romantic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so what was Rob doing at this time that he met you? Oh, he was just out with friends, just oh. like I was. Oh, okay. Right. That's and then wow. he just came up and said hi, and before you know it, it was closing. And I think that's the longest conversation I've ever had with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wait a second. So, but how long have you been married? Uh, 15 years. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. And, that's so funny. And you have two kids. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your boys. Okay, so I have two boys who are 12 and 15, Nate and Ryan. And they're really active too. Like how active? What do they What do they do? Okay, so Nate's playing football at Freedom, and then Ryan's playing football with uh, Dulles. It's called Thunder. Oh, okay, and that's their tackle league. And what's their uh, What's their positions? So Ryan, they haven't decided yet because it's early in the season, and Nate is on defense right now. So okay. they're moving him around a little bit. That's, that's cool. cool. It, like linebacker? He was a safety last week. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I always wanted to play football growing up. Like, I played soccer my whole life and uh, and baseball. I wanted to play football so bad, and my mom, like, wouldn't, she would not let me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now my son's playing flag football, uh, and he's eight, but, you know, but it's like, I love seeing him out there doing it because it, it, it's weird as a dad, it just because I'm like, oh, I never really got to do this organized, right? I, we played football all the time uh, in the backyard or with, you know, out in the street or something like that. But um, but that's really cool. Like when I see some of these kids at our church, you know, and they're playing or one guy um, that goes to New Life, his son was at the local high school by us called Freedom. And he's this huge, tall kid, like just, and like, I don't know, is jacked. And he walked on to Virginia Tech as a tight end. Oh, really? And last week, I just see this random thing. It wasn't even because this guy that goes to our church, it wasn't because he shared the picture on Facebook, but his son was one of the players of the week for Virginia Tech last week. And wow. I was like, dude, that I sent him the screenshot. I was like, this is awesome. I'm sure you know, because you're his dad. But I'm like, this is really cool. And I don't even know his son. It was just cool. Like, uh, I guess, you know, whatever. It, it's just cool story. So that's awesome that your boy and they love playing football. They, they played for a long time. And I love being there, too. I love yeah. going to all the games with our friends, too. That's yeah, fr- really cool. Is there something about Friday night football games and cheering on and being a part of the community that I've. I've always kind of enjoyed with that Friday night season. Um, okay, Beth, talk to us a little bit about your faith journey a, a little bit. Have you always been going to church? Like, wh- what was it like growing up in your family? Okay, so the church that I went to growing up was a lot like New Life. And so that's partly why I feel so at home at New Life. Okay, cool. It's just the welcomeness, the casualness, and the, the fun element that we have. Yeah, yeah. We like to have fun. We, we do right. like to have fun. I mean, definitely. Tom and I have done some pretty stupid things on stage. <laughs> and um, we're going to do even more stupid things, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. Before we even started recording, Beth, 
uh, asked Tom, Tom, so are you going to dress up like a turkey again? Because uh, Tom has come out in crazy outfits. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly like it, but it because it's so cheesy. But it, but people love it, and then they talk about it yeah. all the time. Right. Tom so, the tur- I was Tom the turkey last year. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Yes, <laughs> it keeps them coming back for more. Yeah, we we do have a couple ideas coming up for this holiday season. So just get ready, Beth. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to surprise you. So tell me a little bit more. So you. Grew grew up in church. Um, but as we talk about the three chairs, like, so what was faith like for you, like growing up? It was since you grew up in church, it's kind of like the only thing you knew, but at some point it's got a, it's your decision to be like, Oh, I, I need to follow Jesus or not, you know? So did you ever have any moments, you know, where you were kind of like, I don't really know what this church thing's about or Jesus. I don't know if I believe it or like, tell, tell me a little bit about that. I never had that, that part where I said, I don't know if I think this is true. Yeah. That, that hasn't come because I, I keep reading and learning and the more you learn and read, the more, you know, yeah. that it's true. Yeah. So the more you try, it just keeps on. Was there a Bible passage or a verse or whatnot that really stood out to you growing up? Well, there's a lot of them. A lot of them come from my mom with her telling them to me Mm. at parts where I needed to hear them. Mm. And so she really brought it to life. So, for example, you know when you're feeling like an awkward teenager and you just don't like your clothes or your hair or anything? She would always remind me that I was created and that... um, I was put together, I don't want to misquote, um, made in, in the womb, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. by God. Yeah. And that he planned out everything about me and what I would look like. That's cool. Uh, I mean, it's good to have the parents come along because those teenage years are awkward. I mean, yeah. I've got teenagers. Beth has teenagers. Brennan, you're going to have teenagers soon. I know. And it is, it is that awkward t- time. And when, when you go through it yourself... You, you need that reassurance, and it's great that your mom was able to come alongside of you and walk you through it and share the, the truth of God of who you are. You are made in God's own image. You were created in the womb with a purpose and with a with a design. So I think that's fantastic that your mom was able to walk alongside of you with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think about that um, you know, being fearfully and wonderfully made, but then also like, you know, things in, in Proverbs, you know, and stories we see in the Bible of parents actually like, like, um, I mean, just in the old Testament, uh, you know, people talk like, like God is instructing parents to remind their children, this is what we went through so that it lasts through generations of like, this is how God's been faithful to us. Right. Uh, and, and that's, I was just thinking of that when you're like, well, I didn't really doubt it. It's the way I grew up, but I, you know, we all go through those seasons and having a mom who's like, no, let me like point this back to God. Like that, that's really cool. Right. She's really good at that. And my dad too. (laughs) There's something about moms. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Now talk to us about, okay, so you kind of continue to walk through this time within your teenage years. When did you choose to get baptized? What, what, What was that decision like for you? Oh, that was when I was 13, and I had a really good youth pastor who yeah. well, encouraged wasn't me, me because I was wasn't still- Tom. <laughs> His name was Mike, actually. That's and cool. so I knew I wanted to do the decision, you know, made the decision to get baptized. And I told my mom, and she said, Dad's on a work trip. He won't be back 
for a week. And I said, I don't want to wait anymore. Let's do it tomorrow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, we did. Ooh, no, uh, I mean, this is just totally random. Were, were you guys still in Portland? Yes. A, at the yeah. time. Yep. Okay. And so it was like at your home church. Right. And not a lot of my friends from school went to church. Mm. So we had our church friends and then I had my school friends and none of them overlapped. Really? Which I kind of like about South Riding because the church is right down the road and we have a lot of overlap. That's right. So yeah. It mixes together. And I actually think, uh, let's talk about that for a quick second. Uh, the fact that South Riding, again, is really close to New Life Christian Church, where we all go. And it is really nice to have that overlap, that you're not just a separate person over here and then church person over here. There's a lot of opportunity to mix and mingle. And not only are there, you know, there's New Life, but there's lots of other organizations like Fellowship of Christian Athletes is really active. There's Young Life that's really active in this area. And so there's a lot of mixing and mingling um, of non-Christian friends with with Christian friends. And I, I think that's really important. That's why, truthfully, I like to send my kids to public school is that they get that interaction. They get an opportunity to interact with friends from school, but in the community, but then also have an opportunity to share their faith as well. So... I think that's a really cool opportunity. Beth, okay, so you're, you're walking through life um, and you choose to get baptized. Talk to us a little bit about, again, your faith journey. What, where have you seen God work in your life? What do you feel like God has been doing in your life over the course of the years? Okay. Well, of course, now that it's been a number of years that I've been here on earth, been through things, and I know that's when I feel his presence most often is when something bad happens. Oh. <laughs> and, and so, you know, there'll be a death in the family, maybe, you know, like grandma, and I'll go, well, I guess I'll get to hear more from, from God this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is sad and happy at the yeah. same time. Well, so, so unpack that a little bit more for us. Um, I, I think sometimes when we go through those tough things like um, – you guys both know some of the tough things that I've been through in just in my life, even just since living in Northern Virginia, cancer being one of them. Um, it, it is, it is, it is weird when we go through those, those moments, if we are trying to seek God's face, it, you know, not to sound too churchy, but, um, and we're trying to like, God, why, like, why did this happen? Like, this is sad. This is, you know, crushing me in this moment. It's almost like there's a vulnerability there where Jesus also says, Hey, come to me and I will give you rest for my burden is light. Right. right. And, and it, it, that's hard for me. I don't know about you, Beth. So I want you to speak to this a little bit, but it, for me, that's so hard because I think in my own pride, and in my own ego, I feel like I have to be the one to do it. Like I have to be the one to figure it out. But that's also kind of in those moments when I'm at my lowest and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I kind of <laughs> <laughs> like now I'm kind of seeing the light of like, oh, this is how I need to grow. This is what God wants to do through that. Could you unpack that a little bit more? Um, I mean, just as much as you want to share about any of those sure. moments. But I, I know um, anybody listening to this, who knows what they're going through right now? And and so um, I think there's a little bit of of power in that. So yeah, if, if you don't mind sharing. No, not at all. So I think that's just when we see what our own human limitations are, because mm -hmm. we can't control death. 
We can't control uh, bigger things like if you're pregnant and carrying a baby, you have to just rely on what's going to happen. It's, it's out of your control. De- Tom, Tom military I- deployments, Ooh. I can't control that. Yeah. Um, I was well, going to make a joke. Tom and I have no idea what it's like to carry a baby, but you do. So, <laughs> like, we're just going to we're just going to trust because yeah. it's kind of scary because yeah. you can't control. You don't know who this person is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, what were you just saying? Though? Oh, and, and deployments. I was going to yeah. say. Okay, tell me. Okay, so Tom and I have never been in the military. Yep. You grew up in a family like that, and there are so many people. If you're listening to this right now and, and you're like, Northern Virginia, what is that? Okay, basically we live in the Washington, D.C. metro area, like mm-hmm. the suburbs of the D.C. area, okay? And there are, it is such a transient area because, as you can imagine, so many people, they move here because they're being deployed here. And, oh, I'm working at the Pentagon or I'm working at this place or that place. And it's also weird for guys like me and Tom who are like, okay, I don't understand this whatsoever. And yet we're working at a church trying to minister to people like that. Can you talk a little bit about what is that like to like get news like that of deployments and going, oh my gosh, we got to move again. I I don't know. I know some people are used to it, it, but anyways, I just want to hear from you. Sure. Well, the common experience is you move somewhere where you don't know anyone Mm-hmm. And then you have to make new friends. And then your husband or your, your wife, your spouse leaves for an extended period of time. Oh, wow. And so and you might not know what they're up to or where they are. And you might not hear from them for several days. Well, and I can imagine, though, it's gotten better since, like, the invention of uh, things like FaceTime and and Zoom and iPhones. But I know people who, you know, now they're, like, retired and they're, like, in their 60s or something. And they're like, oh, no, I was on a ship in the Navy uh, and I literally didn't. Like, by the time I came back home, my son was walking and didn't know who I was. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, once a month we would get, you know, whatever the mail, you know, delivered to the carrier that he was on. And he's like, and I'm just hoping that they got my first letter, my last letters I sent. Right. It's definitely gotten better with more communication. Rob's uh, dad was also Navy. And she would tell me about these really quick phone calls and writing letters, actual letters. Yeah. And so they yeah. even got engaged over the mail. What? No. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tell, really tell cool. that story. <laughs> that sounds like the next like rom-com, like the yeah. notebook or something. Oh, he wrote her a letter and asked her to marry him. And she said yes in another letter. And so they've been married for over 50 years. Oh and, my and so when he came back, they just got married then? Or? Right. They got married in the Philippines. Wow. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. that's where they were. <laughs> yeah. like the, the original destination wedding the, right. through, the, through the military. Well, hey, yeah. thank God for the mail in the military. <laughs> that, that's right. That's um, crazy. Okay, Beth. So um, talk to us a little bit more about wh- where you're seeing God move now. How, how do you feel like God has been impacting your life? What is he doing? What kind of opportunities does he have before you that you're really excited about? Okay. Well, I've really loved serving with KidZone for the last 10 years. Yes. Especially the middle schoolers are my favorite. 
Uh, okay, yeah. See, I was hoping you were going to talk about that. Okay, okay wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. unpack that a and little no bit. And no one says that. I found out I'm a weird person when I say I like middle school. <laughs> that's, well, that's why I want you to unpack it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so to give you a little bit of background here, um, with the youth ministry, we kind of meet in homes. Actually, we have a group here that meets with at Brennan's house right now, but we also had a group that met at my house and a group that met at Beth's house for a number of years. Uh, and so the idea is that we get kids together, either middle school or high school kids together, have a home where they feel invited and welcomed in, and we eat together, we play together, and we talk about Jesus together. What was that? I always loved going to Beth's house, by the way, because not only did we have great conversations with Beth and Rob and the kids, but Beth, whenever we're playing games or doing something like just eating, she would always play the best music. I mean, she's got an amazing taste of music. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. All right, so Beth, I'm a musician. Um, f- top three favorite bands. Oh, okay. Well, real so quick. When the kids would come over, we would play the '80s station <gasps> off Spotify. That's, 80s see, okay, nonstop. Okay, that's why Tom. Okay, yeah, that's why Tom. I'm liked a '90s it. Okay. guy more, but I love '80s. '80s, and she okay. would always play the best. Let's okay. talk about '80s music real quick. Okay, so top three bands, artists, whatever from the '80s. From the '80s, oh, well, Whitney Houston was my first oh, album I ever got. That's and, cool. But I also like Duff Leppard. Yes. <laughs> Any of the cheesy rock music, yeah. I'll play it in my car shamelessly, and I'm glad no one can hear me. Beth, <laughs> wait, was your oh, first? Wait, wait. If people could see Beth, and we're going to be posting pictures, yeah. okay? Like we're going to take a couple of selfies. I, the, I did not expect to hear Def Leppard, <laughs> but I think that's amazing. It's just so funny when you listen to the lyrics. Oh, it is, oh, it is funny. It is funny. Absolutely. My my dad didn't. He he was a huge lover of music. I tell people like I got my music education like in the car. My dad drove us to school every day, and um and so but he didn't like he didn't listen to stuff like. Def Leppard or Striper or Bon Jovi. I'm sure he. I'm sure he probably did actually have some Bon Jovi stuff. But because we were little kids, it was like, yeah, we're not going to do the, you know, the hairband, um, you know, music or whatever. But I was just telling somebody last week, like some of my favorite songs were like. Uh, Wang Chung, everybody have fun tonight. I love that song. Um, I've literally covered that song before at church. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's been a long time now. Um, but we did that and um, like Tears for Fears. Oh, another good one. <laughs> I think it's all good. I can't even pick three. I know. There, really yeah, there, there's a bunch of other stuff too. But like U2, I got to mention U2 because yeah. U2 is right. like, like that was one of the first bands I heard the guitar and I was like, whoa, what is that? And it was electric guitar. And it was like, so U2 was like one of those bands I was like, oh, I want to start playing music. Okay, so you play the best music at the middle school group. At the middle school group. These kids have never heard any of those songs because they weren't even alive in the last century. (laughs) They actually love it. Yeah. And they, they do know the words. Yeah. Oh my surprised. gosh! They know they some of the like words. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are these are like legendary songs. I mean, these were good songs. I mean, but again, you're right. They, they were all born after 2000, so it's which like, is also starting to make me feel old. Oh, yeah. I know I'm younger than you guys, but I'm like, 
oh my gosh, these kids don't even know what the nineties were like. Yeah. You know, you guys don't, they, they don't even know what it was like before, you know, cell phones, cell phones, which is a shame. <laughs> it's really too bad. Um, Beth, talk to us about your, your decision to host the middle school group, because that was a big step because it was at the very beginning of COVID when we did that. And there were some precautions we had to do and everything like that. Your house was the perfect, we always deemed that your house was the perfect house because it had a great backyard where we could go and hang out outside um, a lot, most of the year. Um, but talk to us about why you guys decided to do that. A big reason why is because during COVID, I realized how important community is and mm. being together. And I've always appreciated it, but when you don't have it, I wanted to give the kids a place to gather together because for some of them, I realized they don't have any other time to get together with other kids and just have fun. And yeah. of course... Uh, learn, but and what I always appreciated about Beth too is that she didn't just say like, "Oh, here's my house," and she was really involved with everything that we did uh, at, with that middle school home group from helping make the food, especially when Dan Lee would bring over some weird <laughs> food contraptions. She would she would allow us to do some stuff there. But then she was also really involved with the Bible study and the discussion time. Talk to us about that a little bit, about what it was like for you seeing that these middle school kids were were grappling with the biblical truths of, of what God has to say. They, they are, and they do ask a lot of questions, and you can tell that they are listening, even though sometimes you're not sure, but they are soaking it up and because they come back the next week, and we'll talk about what they learned and read over the week. That's really cool. And Beth, you were telling me before we before we hit record, you were telling me about doing. You guys were doing some like renovations or something like that in your house, uh, and and you were like writing Bible verses on on the wall, right? Well, we wanted to, but our contractor beat us to it, and he wrote a giant "Jesus loves you" on the wall with a smiley face where we were going to write. That's okay, but that's really cool that that he did that. I mean, that's a, I'm sure there's a cool story there. Um, but you were telling us uh, when we were kind of just sending you some like questions that we could get to know you that you have a verse that's on your wall, right, in, in your house. And I'd love for you to like, re, you know, tell us what that is and, and why, why did you put that on the wall of your house? I put that on the wall of my house because I like to keep up with the news and what's going on in the world, but mm. sometimes it's scary. Well, every day is very scary. Right. And so I have to remember, okay, so I put on the wall, um, Philippians 4, 8, it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. That's really cool. And so uh, like what, I mean, you, you might have just explained it, and it might be as simple as that, but is there anything more that that verse means to you? Like, when you're walking by that every day in your house, uh, what comes to mind? What comes to mind is that uh, God's beauty is bigger than the world's scariness and mm. ugliness. So I have to remind myself of that every day because it's so easy to get distracted by all the, the ugly, scary things that you see or hear about. That that's great. I think what I what I really appreciate about about that is it's so simple. It really is, Beth, right? It's so simple. Like God is bigger than any of the ugliness, bigger than our sin, mm -hmm. right? And what he's done for us through Jesus. 
And here Paul is telling us, so if anything, just to be, just to simplify it, if anything's good, if anything is worthy of praise, think about those things. Mm -hmm. Set your mind on those things. Because I think that that really affects not only us and our attitudes, but then I think it kind of overflows out of us into the world. And and what I mean by that, Beth, is, um, and I sincerely mean this, every time I see you and talk to you, which is mainly at church, like for just a couple minutes or something, you're always smiling. You always seem like you're happy to talk to me, you know, yeah. and that you're positive. Like if I, if I were like, okay, who is Beth Danberg? I'd be like, she's really positive. Like yeah. she's fun, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. and, <laughs> and a little crazy for uh, running out in the ice uh, with her, with her yet. Yeah, what were they called? Yak tracks or something? My yak tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but I really mean that. Um, and that is the example that we can be to people. Right. And so, um, I, I, I mean, I love that verse anyways. I love the book of Philippians, but I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as we were kind of talking earlier as well, you know, we're like, Hey, what, how would you encourage someone in their faith? Like if they're going right now, and I think this is what you embody a lot. So talk to us a little bit. How would you encourage some other believer today? Who's listening to this? Well, I would encourage them to, of course, think about all those things, but also think about all the things that you have to celebrate and Mm -hmm. be thankful for, even if you have to just write them down. And there's always a reason to celebrate. And it's also, it's funny, it's a a commandment to be joyful and celebrate, which I love. If you're going to tell me to do something and tell me to be rejoicing, okay, sure, I'll do that. And so I think it was from you, maybe a couple of years ago, you said, hey, everyone, I think you should sing out loud more often. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, that's true. We should do that. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Even and if you're not good at singing. It doesn't matter that you're not good at singing. I mean, if God is worthy of praise, like we just talked about in Philippians, and we believe, you believe what he has done for us, like he has saved our souls. Right. <laughs> right. So. Then... And then if you read through Psalms, um, uh, I don't know where this is from, but but literally the Hebrew word for like hallelujah and like singing, there's like seven, seven different meanings in the Hebrew about it. And one of those is like literally like a command <laughs> to sing like out loud. Everybody, everybody doesn't have a good voice, but God says, no, sing, sing your praises to me. Right. Um and, and I wish I could say that my motives were pure in that moment uh, about like telling people to sing out loud. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe, maybe I was just annoyed. Like, guys, we're singing like stuff about praising God and what he's done for us. And I'm watching people like drinking coffee in the audience or something. And I don't know where they're at in their right, face story, right. you know, but like, but I do see that stuff from stage sometimes. Yeah. And I, I, I've said this before and I, I really do. It's not me just saying this. And I talk to my girls about this a lot. We are so blessed. You know, I, our family is blessed differently than your family, Beth, and differently than Brennan's family. But Brennan, your family is blessed in different ways than my family is. And same, same thing. God has blessed us all. And I love your attitude of celebrate and be reflective of that kind of stuff. Because in, the, in today's world, especially, again, in Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, it's easy to look and say, well, that person's got more than I do. And mm. that person's got this. And we don't have that. 
But then I also reflect and remember what people say about when they go on mission trips to third war countries, and they say these people are the the most joyful. They they're so joyful in that, and it just makes me reflect and think. God has really blessed us in in unique ways. That I think that's great, Beth. You had something here um, that you sent us um, in your notes or whatever about like if if you could just encourage one one person um, that's listening to this right now and they probably need it, you know, like what would you, you had a great answer. So I don't want to, I don't want to actually like try to, you know, you don't want to answer it. For it. I, don't, I, I don't, no, 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 because I think it's great. And I think it sounds better coming from Beth than me. <laughs> well, first off, I think that some people uh, don't uh, pursue God because they don't think they're good enough or mm. ready and they wait until maybe someday when they might feel better about themselves, but they don't have to wait. They can just, it, any day is a good day. To, to follow God. Right. Yeah. They don't have to wait until everything's all cleaned up because that's never going to happen for any of us. That's right. <laughs> 100%. Uh, but you were talking in here, like, I, I love this verse that you have, like, uh, from First John uh, 4, that God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Yes. That's really cool. Do you want to unpack that at all? Oh, sure. It's something good to think about because you don't just go to him, but he comes to you also and Mm. is with you when you need him or when you don't need him. Um, well, you always do, but yeah, when you're think whether you're thinking about him or not, but but he meet, he meets us where we are, right? You know, yeah, yeah, and it also like it makes me think of um, oh man, I might be about to say this. It's either John fourteen or fifteen, where where God says, you know, remain in me and I will remain in you. Some some versions yeah. say abide in me, right. I will and I will abide. I will remain in you, right? Um, because he says that whole thing is about God being the vine and we are the branches, right? And right, right. So, but then he also commands us to go share his love and share his truth and what he's done, share the gospel with the people that we come into contact with. It's really hard to do that if you're not actually trying to follow and obey or remain in who he is, right? Right. It's hard to show love to people, like, besides just being a good person, uh, if you're not actually trying to follow Jesus, right? Right. Because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes I want to do things my own way. That's of course, right. Like any of us. Yeah. Well, Beth, this has been awesome having uh, this conversation with you. As we kind of wrap up, any last encouragement or any last thought that you'd like to share with people, whether it's a Bible verse or, or something like that? Oh, I would just say. Uh, Keep it light, kind of let God take the heavy stuff from you mm-hmm. because he'll lighten you up and make you more fun to be around and more willing, you know, more able to, to love other people when you let go of some of that, that ugly stuff. I 100% and, and Beth does embody that completely yeah, be, yeah. because again, not so because she's more fun to be around, but I don't like anytime we ever hang out with, with Beth and, or Beth and Rob would go to their house. It's always a fun experience, a great experience. She is celebrating. She is this carefree woman who loves the Lord and it shines in everything that she does. And so I get just so encouraged being there. And I, I Lisa Taus and I talked about this all the time. 
we always love coming to your house because of what you radiate. And you radiate God's love. You radiate God's joy. And you are so welcoming to those middle school kids. You are so welcoming to the kids' own kids that you come in contact with and the adults. So it's so encouraging to be around you. So if you... If you've never met Beth Danberg before, you have to meet her today because she's awesome. Well, I feel like even in this episode, people will people will be able to hear that you're like smiling even mm. as you answer. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like people don't even and people don't do that well. But I completely agree with Tom. Like, um, and and we're not just saying this to just like really be nice, but this is our chance. Like as I've learned just a few episodes into this. This is a chance for us to also be able to actually encourage other people and say, you have no idea how much your story and just mm-hmm. who you are actually encourages us, right? And and how you live and how you live by example and how you uh, literally just open up your home to people and they feel that joy, which I believe absolutely comes from God. And so, um, and Beth, I mean that. To, like it's it's hard to say that you know in two minutes if I see you in the lobby at church when I'm like carrying my guitar gear back to my office after you know three services, and so um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Um, I really do believe that it's going to help people, and and if nothing else, just challenge them of where in my life do I need to celebrate more? Where in my Love life do you. I need to smile more? Yeah. Where in my life do I need to buy these yak tracks and go run <laughs> and go run out in the ice? Uh, and so thank you so much for being a part of the third share. Tom, yeah. you want to wrap us up? Yeah, we, we would love to hear from you. If you've got questions for Beth, questions for us, we would love to hear them. Uh, you can email us thirdchair at newlife.church. We spell out the word third. It's not the three. So thirdchair at newlife.church church. Send us a question, send us thoughts, subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We'd love for you to subscribe to it. These are coming out and we've got a lot of good people lined up as well. Absolutely. And please, uh, if you feel like this episode actually said anything to you, or maybe somebody popped into your mind as you were listening to Beth's story, would you think about sharing this Mm -hmm. with them? That'd be great. It's not all about like, you know, subscribers and listeners and whatever. We just actually really believe in the stories that God has given us and what he has done in our lives. And so please um, share any of these episodes with people. Let us know what you're thinking. We would love that. Beth, thank you so much for being a part of The Third Chair. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. All right, guys. Until next time, uh, I'm going to say goodbye for Tom. I'm Brennan. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys later.